Welcome back in to Seahawks Weekly. Seahawks Weekly, we're right here at Pearl Seafood and Oyster Bar, right here in the heart of downtown Bellevue. Big thank you to our sponsors, Harris Distillings, Bass Number 12 Vodka, Legendary Donuts, and Muckle Shoot Bingo. Joining us right now, so gracious of him, Quentin Jefferson, defensive lineman for your <laughs> Seattle Seahawks, right here. Q, man, thanks a lot for joining us, man. No, thanks man. for having me. Really thanks appreciate it, man. Tell us real quick, how's the season going for you? <laughs> it's going well, man. It's been a... Uh... It's been a crazy year, you know. Uh, like I said, I was coming off of ACL surgery from last year. Uh, came back, got cut, went to L.A. for a little bit, a little vacation. Came back, first day back, I broke my hand. <laughs> and so it was a crazy season, you know. But just been keeping the, th keeping the faith and just rolling with the punches. What goes through your mind in a situation like that? You get back, an opportunity <laughs> to get back with the Seahawks. First day on the job, you break your hand. What's going through your mind? I was just thinking, like, man, this can't be real. <laughs> this can't be real at all. You know, but like I said, I, I got a good support system at home, and I just, like I said, just stay positive. You know, everything happens for a reason. And I just kept working. Just kept working. Well, that's a good attitude to have, <laughs> man. And uh, so you come back here. You're out there. You're first. And then also you had a really good spin move. Oh. <laughs> and you had some hits on. I thought maybe you were like one of the more unsung heroes in that game. Yeah. Like one of the hits on Carson Wentz was when he completed the 51 yarder, but you were right there, man. Yeah, I was, I was, <laughs> I, I, was I, I don't know how he got it. I, that was kudos to him. I don't know how he got that off. I literally, I had his legs wrapped up. And he's, yeah. That was all on. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, the D line film, just in general, I was looking, especially that first drive of the third quarter. Mm. Sheldon Richardson's like chucking guys to the ground. Yeah. I mean, you guys really did a good job as the game went on, sort of softening up Carson yeah. Wentz. You know, it was one of those, we knew it was their D-line versus our D-line. And then, you know, we, we had a lot of prideful guys in there. You know, there was a lot of talk saying that they had the best D-line in the NFL. So we wanted to go show, shoot. We got some guys on our team, too. So we wanted to get after him. And we knew he's a, he's a young guy. So we knew, like, man, we got to put some hits on him, you know. And you see Shell and even rip them at, uh, down there on the goal line. Yeah. So, like, that was our goal. We just wanted to disrupt the game. Where, you had always had a really good swim move. Mm -hmm. Where would the spin move come from? Did you already have that, or was that Freeney um, sort of related? It was there? one of them. It was just a feel thing. I, um, I just counted off him. I worked the inside move. I felt him lean, and it was just, yeah. I don't know, I just, I just felt it. It spun back out. You know, it's you funny, go. you and Frank almost did it like, yeah, it was it like, was like choreographed. Yeah, and sync. You both did it at the same time. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty dope. Yeah, but it was one of them, it's just a feel thing, just you feel his body weight going that way, so like, I'm going the other way. Yeah. <laughs> you know, not to have you, you rest and then put the little bug in your head, but, you know, Jacksonville thinks they have the best yeah. defensive line. Yeah, they so do. They're, they're pretty good. But, I mean, obviously, this is two weeks. Actually, you're going to have three weeks in a row. And, mm -hmm. we, and we had uh, Bobby Wagner on, I think uh, it was last week. Um, and I said, look, you're going to have to outplay their defense yeah. because they're really good. You know, yeah. what, what are your thoughts going into this game? Sure, I think it's like the same, the same game. You know, they have a great defense line. They have a great defense period. I feel like, um, I feel like, they're like a, they are, you know, they have, they're like a mini version of us. Yeah. Not no good as them, but they are. Like, they have the same, like, uh, they had Todd Walsh there who was there. Yeah. You know, so it's like, um, I said, it's going to be a matchup. You know, actually, my, uh, my college teammate, Yannick Ngakwe, number 91 for them, DN, he's there, so... Like I said, it's going to be fun going against him, so see if you can get more sacks. How so long did it take? I got to call the game this weekend. Sorry, Paul. I was going to ask and, uh, about the so name. You want, you want you, that name again? Can you, you know? give me the, you give me the pronunciation again? Yannick Ngakwe. I was going to ask I'll how long it on. took you to actually go, be able to say that properly. Go, say, say it. 
Yanni Yanni Yungakwa. <laughs> Close? <laughs> Close. Hey, I got two, I got three days. <laughs> I got three days to the game. Yeah. Oh man, that's funny. You know, when you before you came on and we were talking about uh, you got a beautiful gold chain here with mm. number 14 on it and yeah. wanted to know what that what that was and it was pretty interesting. Why don't you, why don't you share yeah. that uh, why you number 14? So yeah, I had my my twin daughters in 2014. My oldest daughter, her birthday is March 14th. I said uh, I can't declare for the draft in 2014. I was the 147th pick. So it was like it was like our number, like 1-4 is just like our number. So it was like our family number. So I, I have one, my wife has one, my daughter. It's like our crest, if awesome. you would say. The family crest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, and by the way, he's iced out. That's uh-huh. just iced out. He's so icy right there. We're joined here by Quentin Jefferson, D-Lyman for your Seattle Seahawks. On a scale of 1 to 10, tell mm-hmm. the truth, man. How big was that win on Sunday night? Oh, it was very big. It was very big. You know, um, you know, it put us back in the race for the playoffs. And um, just, I feel like we just showed the world, like you said, we can still play. You know, we're still one of the top teams in the NFC because I feel like a lot of people are starting to try to write us off. But, like, no, <laughs> we're still here. We're still coming. So it was a, it was a big, big moral win. But, you know, it's like you got wins and losses. You know, you, gotta, you can't get too high off wins. You can't get too low off losses. So we're still keeping left stand left Hold on, Quentin. Uh, come on, man. Tell the <laughs> truth, man. Tell it. Okay, how about this then? Tell us about that locker room I was after jumping. the game. You know it was jumping. <laughs> <laughs> it was jumping. It was fun. It was a fun win. You know, it said like primetime game. So we balled out. I mean, it was, a, it, was, it, was a, it felt good. It felt good. Some of the some of the writers said that maybe the music was almost a little bit too loud. <laughs> oh, yes. I, uh, so, you know, it was, yeah. it, was, it was jumping in the locker room. It was fun. It was a fun were, were, were you dancing? Yeah, I think I danced a little bit. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, I busted out, busted out a couple moves. It was it was a fun win. Like I said, like it was a prime time game. It was a big game, and uh, like I said, I feel like a lot of a lot of people wrote us off. So we, yeah. it was fun to get that win. What's yeah. that feel like? Oh, go ahead. What's that yeah, feel no, like I'm, when people I'm write you off? Yeah. It's like I don't. I kind of like it, you know. I like being an underdog when somebody counts you out and you just shock them. It's like it was, it was fun. I don't know why they counting us out, but. Sure. Well, we're not allowed in the D-line room, so what do y'all be saying about being counted out? <laughs> Can you just tell us? Yeah, like I said, like, I mean, you said, like, we got a lot of hungry dudes in that room, so, like I said, it showed on, on, the, on, on the game, you know, so, I mean, you said we got a lot of personality, too. You said, you know, Mike, Cliff, <laughs> little guy, so, like I said, like, like, Mike made it a pivotal point. He says they're D-line versus our D-line. So, like, that's, why, that's what you saw out there. Yeah, we used to call that bulletin board material. <laughs> yeah, have you ever was. heard that phrase? Yeah, yeah. That's back in the days <laughs> when you had to clip it out of the newspaper. <laughs> back when they had there, bulletin man. boards? Mm. Yeah, you know what a bulletin board is? Yeah, I know the bulletin board. Yeah, okay, thank you, Quentin. God bless board. you for that. I really appreciate that. Uh-huh. No, and, you know, that's KJ was talking about don't sleep on us. And I, I, I thought a, a lot of it, too, I wrote your number down. Uh, Sheldon, mm-hmm. McDougal, mm-hmm. uh, Justin Coleman. Yeah. Because you guys, I mean, the, you've stepped up into that role. And so, and I thought that was a lot about what uh, what KJ was talking about. It's like, oh, you don't have Sherman Cam, you're not the same. And you mm-hmm. guys have all really stepped up nicely. How's that feel? Um, I mean, it's big. It's big. You know, um, like I said, like, like I said, I have a family, so I know they're accountable. Like, I'm accountable to them, you know. And that's the same way I feel like with those guys. Like, I'm accountable to them. And like I said, when I'm out there, I so I want to make plays, and I don't want to let those guys down because I know they're dependent on me. And I feel like that we're like that as a whole as a defense. You know, we know we're dependent on each other to do our job. So it's like whatever your job is, so just execute that thing. You, know, you don't have to be do anything crazy. 
like I said, just do what you do in practice every day. So like I said, we go out there, so I'm just, it says, this is like practice. So I'm just out there trying to execute for my teammates. Does it take you on a journey, you know, when you were drafted here? And they, mm. you know, they had high hopes for you. You know mm. I mean? They, they liked you. And you had the, the ACL tear. And, yeah. And then, and then you go to the Rams, and you, and you talked about that earlier. But, but did, when you came back, was, was, your, was your confidence still there? I mean, what was that oh, yeah. like for you? <clears throat> That's one thing in the NFL. Like I said, like, it's more, it's more mental than, than anything, you know, than it is. Definitely it's more mental than physical because, say, you'll go through trials and tribulations. And then, like I said, my confidence never, never wavered. I knew what I could do, what my ability was. It's just I had to get the opportunity to get on the field. You know, say so I got injured. Like I said, all that stuff's out of my control, you know. So what I can't control is say, coming to work every day, doing my job. and saying when I do get the opportunity, so I knew I was going to be ready for it. So that's, that's what I'm doing, just making the most of the opportunity. This, this is a fun team. I, I know they, you know, over the years, you know, they've always had fun. But there's something different about this year. I, yeah. I don't know what it is. Does it feel like that from last year to this year? Yeah. I, like I said, I can't put my, really put my finger on it. But like I said, I feel the energy, especially now, like when we really need it, you know, towards the end of the season, getting into the playoffs. Like I feel like we have a lot of juice, you know, so we just got to keep that through. So. We're joined here by Quentin Jefferson here on Seahawks Weekly. Clint Hurt. Clint mm. Hurt is the defensive line coach mm. that you got for you guys. Mm. Tell us about him and what he means with his knowledge for this D-line. Yeah, he's a, he's a very knowledgeable guy. And um, like I said, Clint, he, um, he's, he's a straightforward guy. Like I said, I like guys that just let you know what it is, no gray area. He, he lets you know what it is. And uh, like I said, he always puts us in the right position to make plays. And like I said, I, I really appreciate him and learned a lot from him this year as far as, far as my rush and just um, even playing like playing the run as well. And I said, I like Coach Hurt too because he, he takes what we say and uses that input as well. Like he, he, it's not just what he says, you know, like he takes like our input. Like we feel like, oh, well, Coach, I feel like we should do this, put this in the rush plan or something or play this way. He takes that. Like I say, it's, a, it's, pretty, it's pretty cool. Pretty he cool. seems like a head coach to me. Yeah, I mean, well, hopefully one day. I said, <laughs> at some point. <laughs> yeah. one point. Yeah. He, so we keep doing what we do. He, he will be. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Quentin, we were just talking about uh, marriage and married life and everything. Mm -hmm. And talk about what that's meant to you and how selling. Because, I mean, being a pro football player, it's, it's wild, man. <laughs> I mean, it's like it's uh, almost every day at work you could say is a good or a bad day. Mm -hmm. But, I mean. There's more that happens there, and then you come home, and you yeah. know you got your wife, and you have you have twins, right? Yeah, twin daughters. I have a six-year-old, the and oldest. Six-year-old. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, um, yeah, being married is great for me. I said, like, like I was telling you guys before, uh, so a lot of my teammates are like, man, you're, you're so young. How do you? How can you be married? But I'm like, say it makes my life simple, and I'm all about just keeping everything simple, everything in order. So it makes my life easy. Say, like I said, my wife, she she keeps me grounded. Yeah. So it's it's great having her. She like. Like I said, like in uh, coming home to my family puts everything in perspective. Like I said, at the end of the day, this is just a game. Like I said, and what really matters is being a husband, a great husband, a great father. And like I said, come home every day it puts in perspective. Yeah. So, and Paul will tell you because we were teammates for several years that that I'm cheap, but it's not because I'm <laughs> cheap. I just had a very practical car. Frugal. Yeah. Frugal. <laughs> Frugal's a better year. I had a very, I had a very practical car. What mm. kind of car do you drive? I just drive a Tundra. A tundra. Yeah, so, yeah, so you're like a, a regular yeah. dude, man. <laughs> I'm going to work every day. Yeah. Do you get <laughs> any heat from the guys? Like, um, no, nah, I don't say I say because you know Mike and Cliff, they got some, <laughs> that's some crazy car. I ain't trying, I ain't trying to compete with them. <laughs> so, they, so they have my price range. So you they only get mad at him because he takes up two parking spots. Yeah. Well, you got the big tundra. Like, yeah. You know, um, you know, you guys, you know, on the field, you're big gladiators. Mm. I mean, you got three 
girls. Yeah. Twin girls, too. Yeah. <laughs> well, what kind of dad are you? Are um, you, you get down on the knees and play with them? Oh, yeah, most definitely. Like, as soon as I walk in the door, they're, daddy, daddy, jumping on me. So it's I'm like, like you're a big jungle gym. Yeah, gym, jungle right? gym. <laughs> yeah, they soften me up. They're, they're my, my soft spot, my daughters. I love them so much. And a fourth one on the way. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And you're waiting before yes. to see what that one. We don't know if it's going to be painted blue or yeah. pink it's or mystery yellow baby. or what. Right? <laughs> the mystery so what, baby. What are you thinking? I'm like. Are, are you going to keep going until you get a boy? <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. You're not going to keep going until you get a boy? Is this nah. the last Yeah, this is it regardless, up? but we're all hoping for a boy. You're shutting it down after yeah. this. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because you're, you're outnumbered, Daddy. I know. Oh, I know, especially if it's another girl. It's, I, I got to get a dog or something. Well, I, was <laughs> <laughs> I was getting ready to ask something that nobody knows about Quentin Jefferson. Mm. Obviously, you got three girls and mm. one on the way. That's, mm. that's something. Tell us something else. What's something else that nobody knows about Quentin Jefferson, something that uh, <laughs> that maybe you can share with us. Um, I say maybe I'm like an artistic person. Like I love drawing. I love I love clothing. Hopefully one day I will love to design clothing, sneakers, have my own lines. So yeah, but yes, I'm in the arts. I love music. You, you can draw. Yeah, I can draw. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's pretty good. That's mm -hmm. that's pretty good. So you're from Pittsburgh, mm -hmm. all right? From Pittsburgh, and uh, you went to the same high school. I'm sure John Clayton has told you that <laughs> a couple times. Yeah. You guys went to the same high school. Yeah. What was that journey like to get to, from to college to the NFL <laughs> growing up in Pittsburgh? Oh man, uh, shoot. Because Western Pennsylvania, the football is almost like uh, Texas. It's like religion. So. So like my so my one of my biggest dreams was to make it to the NFL. And my high school, we had um you know, we had a lot of talent. It's like one of those high schools, you know, it's just I don't know what's in the water, but we got tons of guys. Like I said, we had Gronkowski, Jason Taylor. Yeah, Jason Taylor, Steve Breston, Ryan Mundy. So like the list goes on. And uh like my one of my biggest dreams, I was like, man, I was like, I wanna get on that wall. We have a wall there with all the NFL guys. And I was like, man, I, I wanna get on that wall and shoot. Like I said, I've been Working, working towards that goal ever since, you know. And um, like I said, like I said, I got to college. I played well. I said I tore, tore my ACL uh, my junior year. I tore my, um, what was it, the left one. And so it was like, um, that was almost like a, um, a crossroads there because, you know, I could have folded in, but I kept on going. So I said my ultimate goal said, was to make it on that wall, and I did. <laughs> how'd, you, how'd you end up at Maryland? I don't know. <laughs> like I said, I... Um, Actually, I always wanted to go to Pitt, but uh, when I came out, that's when like Wanstead got fired and everything. It was just, it was crazy. Yeah. And uh, Maryland, it was, it was close to home, but it was still away, you know. So my parents and stuff could come see me, but I wanted to still be a little, far, a little, a little bit away. How far of a drive? What, four hours? Like I said, so it wasn't too bad. That's perfect. Yeah. Just so. far enough away. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just exactly. far enough away, but they could still come see me. Yeah. So like, it was just perfect for me. I mean, I know I could get on the field and play, and I said so it just worked out. <laughs> I'm going to take a shot here because I think I remember this right. Were you working at Best Buy or something oh, yeah. like that? <laughs> Tell us about, about, about that because, yeah. like, there's a guy, and I think he's with the Giants, Snacks Harrison. Mm -hmm. but, like, he was one inch away from being a manager at Walmart yeah. or something like that. Yeah, because even now, that, um, I even forgot it. about that. Yeah, so when I was originally supposed to go to college, I broke my jaw. I had his mouth all wired up. Uh -huh. And, um, yeah, I ended up. Spent instead of being in school, I was <laughs> working at Best Buy in the warehouse, yeah. unloading boxes, and uh, that was a very humbling experience to say the least. And that's when I knew then I said I can't, I don't want to work here, so I need to get on a straight narrow. That, that's pretty <laughs> awesome because you know you're a guy who seems like like you really appreciate like you you won't look back and go I didn't appreciate it while I had it. Yeah. 
You've got that perspective. Yeah, I seen, I seen what it's like to work that nine to five. Yeah. I said, like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> We're joined here by Quentin Jefferson. You're listening to Seahawks Weekly. Looking ahead, this mm-hmm. Sunday, Jacksonville, you guys are on the road. You leave on Friday. Yeah. How do you guys look to stop that run game of the Jacksonville Jaguars? Just being gap disciplined. Like I said before, I said everybody knows their job. So go out there, execute your job, and do it to the full. I said because, you know, Fournette, he's a – that boy runs that rock. <laughs> he runs that rock, and he bounces. And he said he's looking for those little creases, any little crease in the hole, he's looking for it. So, like I said, just be indisciplined. He said we stop the run game. He said we, we can get after them. What's some other things that you see on film outside of Fournette? What's something else that stands out to you on the film with the uh, offense? Um, I said they got, got some good receivers, and, you know, Bortles, he can make some things happen with his feet. Like I said, so we have to, let's say, first stop the run. And like I said, I think we got to put that. We got We have to put the heat on him, you know, and collapse that pocket. because he likes to escape up the middle. He said he got some wheels. He can get out. He can get out. Yeah, so, everybody so says can... Blake Bortles sucks. <laughs> what do you What do you think about that? So I'm not going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I'm just saying that. Like, here's the, the thing. Like, everybody, oh, he's terrible. And I'm like, come on, man. He's a pro football player. Yeah. So he's in the NFL. So I, said, I don't yeah. think anybody in the NFL sucks. But I said, like, he um, he's young. He's young. You know. I said, we're going. No, I, Paul I said, no, no, Paul no. said he sucks. No, I did not. I don't, okay, I don't didn't even use that, that <laughs> word on the radio. Um, I just said that, you know, he's he's had some challenging moments yeah. throwing the football. Um, and wow. Fournette is a guy that done. you, you do. you got to stop him. And, and the thing with him is you could stop him for 15 plays, yeah, one goes, yard, yeah. and then, boom, he pops a 75-yarder. So yeah. that's team defense. There. Yeah, it is. Like I said, so, uh, like I said, we have to be very, very gap disciplined. Say nobody peeking out their gaps because they will find you. And saying he really makes that offense go. So I said we shut that down. So we have. How do you emotionally? Because Philly game, <laughs> look, that was the we were just talking about the twelves were crazy. I, yeah. I put that one of the top five craziest, loudest games. Yeah. They were amped up. You guys were amped up. Best game you guys played. Both sides of the ball. Really air free. Mm. Now you got, I know it's Jacksonville 8-4, and four, but it's Jacksonville. Yeah. You're going across. They're going to be about half the stadium full. Mm. How, I mean, how do you get pumped up for this one? Surely. Coach says, like, every game is a championship game, and uh, we're really treating it that way. And I, I feel like this game, like I said, like, I feel like especially for the defense, like, we got something to prove, too, because they're saying, like, they're up there every, every stat category, you know, they're, like, number one defense. So, so we want to go out there and show that we're really the number one defense. So, like I said, like, Every game. I, I, don't, I get jacked every game. So I'm yeah. ready for every game. You got to. Hey, Quentin, <laughs> I, I was sitting in there in the media room, which is right next to the main meeting room. Mm. Describe what's going on in there after <laughs> a game. Because it looks like I think Pete puts together a highlight film, yeah. and you guys are screaming and yelling in there. Mm. Tell us about it. It sounds like you guys are having a great time in there. Yeah, I mean, Pete makes the environment a very, very fun environment. You know, it's, um, it's probably not like typical locker rooms. It makes it's, it's like It's almost like... High school football, little league football game, he makes it fun. So we're coming in there, like so we're shooting basketball, so watching movie trailers and stuff. So it makes it, it's a, it's a, it's a real fun environment. This, it just brings a lot of energy, yeah. a lot of energy, a lot of juice. You get to use this. We want to get to know a little bit of some of those guys in that defensive line room, mm-hmm. the Mike Bennett, it's the Cliff Averill. I'm going to give you a name, and then you give us a sentence, only one okay. that describes them. You ready? Uh huh. All right, Sheldon Richardson. Bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to write these down. That's a okay. great word. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. So that's wait, a good one. Can you elaborate on Bizarre? Uh, yeah. Sheldon, he's, he's a funny dude. He's, but he's, he's funny. He's crazy. All right, all right. Uh, Jay Reed. Jaren Reed. Q. 
<laughs> cute okay, dog. Okay, he's a cute, cute dog. dog. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, I said cute. I said, wow. Uh, 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 Brendan Jackson. Brandon Jackson. Um, blue collar. Blue collar? Yeah, blue collar. Cliff Averill. Bougie. <laughs> oh, he called Cliff Averill bougie. Ooh, that's a, ooh, ooh. Pinky, pinky finger in the air, bougie. Drinks Fiji water. Okay, I got you. Uh, Mike Bennett. Bougie. <laughs> They're veterans, man. Uh, real quick, I always ask this to all the guys that come to the show. If you had to sit down right now and write a letter to Quentin Richardson, the rookie, Quentin Richardson, right now you're writing a letter to rookie Quentin Richardson. What would you say? Jefferson. I would say right after <laughs> Quentin Jefferson. Yeah. I did this earlier, Quentin. My apologies. Pointers? They're going to get you me. You know what? It happens to everybody. I, I apologize, brother. I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah. But, um, if I was right to him, I, um, shoot, I'll tell him, like I say, like I say every day, just keep, stay positive, keep the faith. I said, everything will work out. I said, you can't stop God's plan. I said, just keep the faith. I like that. I like it. Love that one, man. Man plans and God laughs. Quentin Quentin Jefferson, don't kill me for doing your name like that. My (laughs) apologies. Much love for you, man. All the best of luck to you as you guys travel out to Jacksonville. Get that win. I'm thinking you get at least one and a half sacks out there in Jacksonville. That's going to happen. Thank you so much to Quentin Jefferson showing up to us. Coming up next, we got, uh, let's see, we're going to look at the list here. We got Max Strong, former fullback for your Seattle Seahawks. You're listening to Seahawks Weekly. Welcome back to Seahawks Weekly. We're right here at Pearl Seafood and Oyster Bar right here in the heart of downtown Bellevue. A big thank you to Quentin Jefferson for stopping by tonight. What a great dude, great guy. Loved what he had to say about his family. And in the interview, he mentioned his wife probably seven to ten times. That was pretty cool. Good man. He'll he'll stay married a long time. Absolutely. Three girls, twins, and one on the way. But joining us right now on the phone, former Seattle Seahawks fullback, the my man, 50 grand, Max Strong. Mac, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. What's going on, guys? Oh, we're good, man. I- I'm just going to get right to it. All year, I have been asking you about the run game. Mac, did you see a little bit of spark in the run game? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I saw somebody other than Russell Wilson lead the team in rushing, which was uh, <laughs> a-, a nice uh, little addition there. Yeah, I mean, these guys, hopefully, they're just starting to find their stride right now. I mean, this is the time of the year. Obviously, we're in December. This is a team that plays well, uh, latter part of the season, last four, got four games left. And uh, you know how they play down the stretch here is going to determine their seeding in the playoffs. And so they got an opportunity to do some great things. Obviously, that running game is a big part of it. Um, you know, you, <laughs> it's funny. Now, now we got Mike Davis. Now it's his turn to sort of see if he can – make it two games in a row, um, you know, with just showing that he can be a, be a threat running the football. So uh, they got the things uh, sort of figured out, see if they can uh, be consistent this week against the Jaguars. Yeah, Mac, I mean, Mike Davis and J.D. McKissick, they seem, it seems to fit them, this system, whatever. But when you look at the system and you look at it as a, as a running back, is it difficult? Does it click with you? Is it one of those systems where it, you either click with it or you don't? 
You know, I don't think. Well, you just have to be a certain type of uh, running back. You know, I think in mean, the zone, uh, zone running, zone blocking. Um, you know, it, it's good for guys running in between the tackles. Uh, you got a guy like J.D. McKissick, though, who's got speed to get outside. I mean, he's kind of a dual threat, can line up outside, catch the ball, all those type of things. Um, but I, but I remember this. This, you know, this wasn't easy, uh, even for Marshawn Lynch. I remember. Uh, when they first brought him in in 2010 and going over uh, to watch him practice. And, and I remember the first couple of games he, he, he got in there, and it wasn't like he was, you know, the beast mode that we knew him to be uh, his latter years in Seattle. He was struggling. I mean, just struggling to figure out where to hit the holes, what he needs to be. I mean, obviously he had the aggressive style running. But I remember uh, one time he ran the ball and then, uh, yeah, Tom Cable just ran about 20 yards down the field, talked with them all the way back to the huddle. And you could tell he was he was giving us some insight about what to do, how to hit those holes, and, you know, in the zone running scheme, and, and you're going to have to run through arm tackles and all that kind of stuff. And he figured it out. You know, obviously, that was the year the, the beef quake in the playoffs, um, you know, against the Saints. And so he figured some things out. I think, you know, it's going to take these guys, too, you know, a couple of games, uh, familiarity of being in there. Uh, well, they, they'll learn how to hit those holes as well. Mackey, last week, 10-1 and one, Philadelphia. This week, 8-4 and four, Jacksonville on the road. The following week, potentially, potentially we'll say, you know, a 10-3 and three Ram team. And then another week after that, I think we go to the Cowboys, which they could be 8-6 and six or, or something to that stretch. Can you remember a stretch that was the toughest three-game stretch at the end of the year of teams? And, and maybe what that does psychologically, because I'm thinking that Philly game, they're, they're jacked. I mean, they're before the game, after the game, and now to go on this next two-game stretch. Can you remember a stretch that was that tough, and, and what was that like mentally? Boy, I tell you what, no, it's, it's, uh, it, it's a huge, it's a huge schedule for them coming down here. I mean, like you said, all those teams are very capable and done great things this year. I go back to 2005, you know, um, you know, at the end of the year we had, I remember it was supposed to be a big game against the Colts. Uh, they were undefeated, uh, I think, um, up until about a week going into that game. Um, we played Green Bay at the end of the year. We ended up losing to them uh, because we pretty much took all the starters out at halftime. Uh, but, we're, we, you know, we're in that hunt, you know, trying to press for the number one seed, overall seed in the NFC. And it was, it was brutal. You know, you had teams there that, um, you know, had had a winning schedule, which to me, basically, the, the biggest thing about that, the biggest asset with having a winning schedule is just the confidence that you build over time, over games, week after week, you know, putting it together and being able to get a win. I look at these teams, you know, you look at them closer, and I look at a Blake Bortles, you know, at Jacksonville, I look at, you know, uh, golf, you know, with the Rams. I mean, he's, he's had a great year, but he's still it's just his second year. And uh, so, you know, they're, they're not going up against, you know, um, they're not going up against uh, the, the best quarterbacks in the league. You know, they're going up against some guys that are up and coming uh, that might have had some good years. But I think with this defense, with his defense is playing, the way Russell Wilson is playing at an MVP, MVP caliber level, you know, all they need is for this running game to, to build some consistency with it, and they'll be right in the thick of things. And they'll, they'll be competitive with anybody, no matter who they are down the stretch. Mac, after last week's win, has this changed your expectations for the rest of the season for this team? 
Change my uh, expectation for the team in terms of what? Uh, just being able to get up for a big game or record, Re- record, record wise, record wise. Has it changed your yeah. expectations? Have you has your expectations for this team gotten gotten higher now? You know, I've, I've always felt like you know <laughs> the Seahawks when they want to, man, they can play lights out football. They can beat anybody in this league. It's just sometimes you look at the beginning of these games and they just look lethargic. <laughs> it just look like they, I don't know, like they stayed up late the night before or something, went out, had, a, had too many drinks. And then in the second half, they just turn it on. They play like the best team in football. Um, so my expectations have always been high for these guys. You know, every week I feel like they've got the ingredients to get it done. I was a little concerned, to be honest with you, when they lost Cam and they lost Sherm, you know, because I felt like, and Dave knows, you know, all the all the years, you know, when, when I remember when uh, that 2012 class came in and we started seeing this team being put together and, um, you know, how they how, where their strength was going to come from in the secondary, quarterback play, defense, all that stuff. Um, I know we were saying, man, I wonder what it would be like the day that they go without a, a, a Earl Thomas or Richard Sherman or, you know, uh, any of those other guys, you know, back there on the back end, you Cam Chancellor. What what would it be like? You know, we don't. None of us want to go there. What would it be like to do a game without Russell Wilson? <laughs> I mean, he's pretty much the glue holding this team together. Um, so as long as they got those impact players, you know, the guys that um, have been to been the championship game, they you know they won it. They know what it takes to win. Um, they just got to put four quarters together, and they play their best football in the latter half of the season. That's what the statistics shown have shown ever since. Um, you know, Pete Carroll came to Seattle. So there's no reason to um, to feel like this team's not going to be successful. Max Strong, there's a college football team that is 12 and one, and they have Baby, won. They have beat every team that they have played, and that's the Georgia Bulldogs, because they they <laughs> lost to Auburn and then they beat them later. Every team on yep. their schedule, has, they have beaten. Make the case for your Georgia Bulldogs. Because you know what? Whenever we text back and forth, all you do is complain about Georgia. <laughs> That's because they've broken my heart so many times over the past <laughs> 25 years, man. It's, just, it's hard to stick with them. But you know what? This might be the year. Um, you know, I, I really I – was, I wasn't a big fan of the Mark Rick, you know, firing. I felt like – you know, he, the team was competitive, you know, year in and year out. And, uh, yeah, they weren't winning SEC championships, you know, every year. But but he had them, you know, in a good in a good place. But Kirby Smartest, I think, is you need somebody with that sort of championship caliber, um, you know, in their DNA. And he's got that, obviously, coming, you know, being a uh, once being off defense coordinator for the Alabama Crimson Tide. And so bringing that mindset and mentality to the Georgia who – Year in and year out, I mean, we always have the best athletes on the field, top to bottom. Now they now they got a coach that can put it all together, and they're doing this all with a with a freshman quarterback. Um, you know, they're playing good defense, and uh, they're just being smart. They're not doing the things to beat themselves, and, and that's what I'm excited to see. And you know, they they got to have their hands full against the Oklahoma Sooners now. That that, that team is legit. Um, but it'd be a good football game, and just to be and just being a title hunt is 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 encouraging. So I'll probably send a few few coins back uh, for the uh, fundraiser alumni. <laughs> <laughs> Max Strong, who came from, he's a Georgia Bulldog. Yes, he, he came to Seattle with all of his belongings in a hefty cinch sack, and now he's got his boys in in the Final Four. 
Good luck to you, Mac. Hey, Mac. man. Hey, don't, don't, sleep on, don't sleep on the garbage bag, man. I got that on the wall, man. I'll tell you what, man. It's legendary. That is a, that's the greatest story ever. I remember when your country ass came into camp, and I was like, who is this guy? And, yeah, 15 years later. Yeah. Hey, Mac, game prediction this Sunday. Seahawks, Jacksonville Jaguars, what do you got? You know, I think, I think it's going to be a close one. Uh, Jacksonville's got good defense. They're much improved, you know, offensively. Um, got to stop Fournette. I think they'll do uh, a decent job with that. I think it'd be something like a 20 to 13 game, but one touchdown game. So I think the Seahawks will win this one. And, um, you know, and then just, just keep pace with the, uh, with the Los Angeles Rams. Well, there it is, Mac. We really appreciate you taking the time to jump on with us and, uh, Hopefully we're talking to you next Thursday again to talk about a Seahawks victory. Looking forward to it, man. You got to take care. All right, take care. That's Max Strong, everybody, former Seattle Seahawks fullback, joining us for Seahawks Weekly. Up next, it's time for game predictions and final thoughts. And for some reason, I don't know, something something got me telling me that uh, Paul Moyer is, uh, I don't know about his confidence level. We do that next. You're listening to Seahawks Weekly. Everybody, you listen to Seahawks Weekly. Dave Wyman probably just said the funniest thing I've ever heard him say. Not good for the airways. <laughs> no, wait, wait a minute now. Now, wait a minute. What? It, no, it was no. perfectly clean. No, no. We're not mm. going to say it. But no, it's no. Well, the context we're doing predictions. Uh, we're doing predictions we're doing and final predictions thoughts. Right and I don't, don't want to get that thought out of my mind. Let's start with you. Jacksonville Jaguars, Seahawks, Paul Moyer. What do you got? What are you feeling? Yeah, and by the way, I wasn't a part of those two on that. Stop so, it. Um, Stop. Give us your prediction. Look, I, I think this going to be uh, – I think it's fool's gold with, with Jackson. I like that term. I, I really do. I do like it. That's um, iron pyrite, by the way. Yeah, I mean, I, look, they've got some guys. But I saw what we did to Philadelphia from a game plan, and I think we can do the same with this. If we get behind early, Jacksonville – is difficult because they can they have a bunch of guy they rotate and, and and will blitz us and it'll it'll be a battle. We get on these guys, do what we did last week. I, I'm I, I don't normally do a score early, but I'm gonna do a 27. I don't think they're moving on. I got 27 10 Hawks, and okay. I don't normally give scores. I like all it. right, all right, Dave one. Yeah, I I agree. I just think that uh, I look at this team entirely differently after that win. I know, Paul, you looked at a lot of Philadelphia film. I did, too. I was watching games, and I'm like, man, I just don't know if they can beat this team. The way they handled it. Also, here's another thing. I think that once you sort of get a recipe in the can, it sort of carries you forward. And so the recipe, and, and I'll go back through it. Russell Wilson on the first play runs a read option. He's got Nick Vanette as a lead blocker. Really innovative play. Picks up seven yards. Next play, you throw a five-yard pass to Tyler Lockett. He gets 11 yards after catch. There's 16. A couple plays later, you throw a little stick route to to Baldwin. He picks up nine. And those are the kinds of things that I think that they need to do offensively and that they can do against this defense. So it's going to be a challenge. There's no question about it, especially because of the chip on the shoulder there. 
of that defense. They want to prove that, hey, we're the premier defense and we're playing the Seahawks and they're coming in here and we're going we're gonna to show them what's what. But I just think the offense has that recipe and then the defense right now, you know, I just, Quentin Jefferson, who we had tonight, is a great example of a guy that has stepped up. And you always worry about, oh, man, we're going to lose our stars. You know, at some point, Michael Bennett and Cliff Averill and Richard Sherman, they're going to be gone. But, you know, the guys that they that they grow, you know, behind them are they're legit. And look, <laughs> John Schneider is really good at finding talent and he did find talent. So I think defensively, they've shown that the depth is taken care of. So and if I have to give a score, I think it's going to be a very low-scoring game, but I would say 13-9, uh, to 13-7, to 7, something like that, Seahawks win. Last week when we were talking about it, and I gave a few reasons as to why I thought the Seahawks were going to win, I'll come back again this week, and one of the main reasons that I gave last week, I'm going to continue on this week. Russell Wilson, right now, it, I've never even said this since he's been here. He is, a, he is the MVP right now of the league. He is the most valuable. And what I mean by that is, is no offensive line not doing well, Russell's been there. The run game's not been there, Russell's been there. Last week we were talking about Russell Wilson accounting for 86% of the offense. The dude is doing everything. If you recap last week's game and you look at the offense in, in your mind, you see Russell Wilson on something, whether it's the pitch play to Mike Davis, whether it's the throw to Jimmy Graham, it's the throw to Doug Baldwin when he sits back and he trusts his offensive line. Russell Wilson, number three, is coming through big time. And you're talking about late in the season. He doesn't get too high. He doesn't get too low. They're going onto the road. The Jalen Ramseys, the Jacksonville Jaguars, I agree. You guys are playing great football. But you're playing against a championship mindset that is coming out there to you. Everybody wants to talk about Richard Sherman and Cam Chancellor not being there. But it's interesting. You want to talk about what they don't have, but you don't focus on what they have. They still have five pro bowlers on the defense, and that doesn't even include Frank Clark. This yeah. defense is still balling, and you know you want to talk about, well, how about the corners that they have? How about it? Because they have Shaq Griffin. They have Byron Maxwell. And by the way, what's Byron Maxwell playing? Byron Maxwell, I was talking to Richard Sherman the other day. My, Byron Maxwell can coach that defense if he wants to right now. He could take off his equipment, get on the sideline, put on a headset, and coach the defense that he's playing in right now. The Seahawks defense is playing well. The offense is flying on all cylinders. That team right now, they play well in December. This is championship time, Seahawks 17-13. Man, you got me fired up. I'm going to change wow. my pick. That was, that was, that was a nice good. case. You should be a campaign manager. That, that campaign was, manager? That was good. You know, the one thing also is you know, Philadelphia and why we were struggling so much, they were so good on both sides of the ball that you go, ooh, Jacksonville's not good on both sides of the ball. Jacksonville is one-dimensional. They got a good defense, very good. Yep. They run it. We'll stop the run. If you put it in Bortles' hands, uh, all day, I'll take my chances there. We're, we're a better team than there. We just got to go and play that way. Yeah, and the other thing about their running game, the lot, it's sort of crumbling, and their coach, the bologna-loving Doug Marone, who loves bologna sandwiches, mm. and, yeah, the uh, National Hot Dog who Council doesn't? sent him a bunch of bologna. First of all, that, yeah. that, that is it. Fried bologna sandwiches? You Ooh, like fried bologna? bologna. What? Yeah. We used to just bubble up in the middle of the skillet? Oh, that's <laughs> it right there. What's the strawberry jelly with the egg? Okay, I'm sorry. What? Strawberry jelly. jelly? Hey, man, don't judge me. Don't judge it me. It was a question. Yeah, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, the coach, 
bologna eating, whether he puts, you know, strawberry jelly in it, whatever. <laughs> he said, look, we need to be more consistent as far as the running game goes. And the last two weeks, they've run for 97 and 91, I think. Yeah. So, yeah, and they are the number one rushing teams everything I, in like the NFL. 150. But the last couple, last couple weeks, they're crumbling. And two weeks ago, Blake Bortles, the quarterback, the mediocre quarterback, he was the leading rusher. So, look, I, I think that the, the Seahawks are going to be able to control that part of it. And if you take the running game and Leonard Fournette out, who has an ankle injury, by the way, he's been hampered by that. A couple offensive linemen hampered by injuries. I don't think Blake Bortles beats this defense. Here's the deal right now. If the Seahawks win against the Jacksonville Jaguars, every Thursday has been Techno Thursday. If they win next Thursday for Seahawks Weekly, we wear short shorts. Deal? Deal. No. I, I'm, deal. I'm actually not deal. here next Thursday, so deal. Oh, man. We wear deal. short I'm shorts. I'm if in. they win, you come here to Pearl. I'm wearing no. short shorts. No short, way. And I'm talking about no way. short shorts. No, no. Let's get on out of here right now. I'm hey, in. A big I'm thank in. you to everybody that came here to Pearl. You guys are awesome. Special thanks to our producers, C. Raj, Curtis Rogers, our engineers, John Metzler and Brenna Hutchinson, Jessica Kelly, and my guy, BZ, Brian Shoning, back on the ones and twos. And shout out to his parents that are here. We appreciate everybody for joining. Dave, yeah. Dave Wyman, Paul Moyer. The Seahawk I'm producer, Nasa Chobie. Oh, yeah. He oh. says no. He says no on the short shorts. Oh, short shorts. Nasa Chobie's wearing them, too. You've been listening to Seahawks Weekly. <laughs>